the sun has got his hat on, the head of games is checking his beach ball for punctures, and Matron is dusting off her swimsuit. It's the last Sunday of term, and welcome to our chapel service, which features readings from Riggs and Moses, music from the chamber choir, and the debut performance of the chapel band. The Collect, the special prayer for today. O God, the protector of all who trust in you, without whom nothing is strong, nothing is holy, increase and multiply upon us your mercy, that with you as our ruler and guide, we may so pass through things temporal, that we lose not our hold on things eternal. Grant this, Heavenly Father, for our Lord Jesus Christ's sake, who is alive and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Our Bible reading is taken from Mark's Gospel. When Jesus had crossed again in the boat to the other side, a great crowd gathered around him, and he was by the sea. Then one of the leaders of the synagogue named Jairus came, and when he saw him, fell at his feet and begged him repeatedly, My little daughter is at the point of death. Come and lay your hands on her, so that she may be made well and live. So he went with him, and a large crowd followed him and pressed in on him. Now there was a woman who had been suffering from haemorrhages for twelve years. She had endured much under many physicians, and had spent all that she had, and she was no better, but rather grew worse. She had heard about Jesus, and came up behind him in the crowd and touched his cloak. For she said, If I but touch his clothes, I will be made well. Immediately her haemorrhage stopped, and she felt in her body that she was healed of her disease. Immediately aware that power had gone forth from him, Jesus turned about in the crowd and said, Who touched my clothes? And his disciples said to him, You see the crowd pressing in on you. How can you say, Who touched me? He looked all around to see who had done it. But the woman, knowing what had happened to her, came in fear and trembling, fell down before him and told him the whole truth. He said to her, Daughter, your faith has made you well. Go in peace and be healed of your disease. While he was still speaking, some people came from the leader's house to say, Your daughter is dead. Why trouble the teacher any further? But overhearing what they said, Jesus said to the leader of the synagogue, Do not fear, only believe. He allowed no one to follow him except Peter, James and John. When they came to the house of the leader of the synagogue, he saw a commotion, people weeping and wailing loudly. When he had entered, he said to them, Why do you make a commotion and weep? The child is not dead, but sleeping. And they laughed at him. Then he put them all outside and took the child's father and mother and those who were with him and went in where the child was. He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha Kuang, which means little girl, get up. And he immediately the girl got up and began to walk about. She was 12 years of age. At this, they were overcome with amazement. He strictly ordered them that no one should know this and told them to give her something to eat. Here ends the reading.
I still remember the first time I ever read this story. It was a small kid's picture book version and I was about six or seven years old. I remember being blown away at this man who could bring a child back from death, Jairus's daughter, and heal a chronically ill old woman on his way to Jairus's house. And if someone said to me, who do you think Jesus actually is? It would be that miracle worker and healer that I first encountered back then. The crowds clustering around him, pressing in to get a glimpse or a touch of the hero, of the woman reaching out to grab the hem of his robe and the power flowing out of him and healing her instantly, of the moment where everything stopped for her, Jesus wheeling round, the crowd backing away a little and every pair of eyes suddenly boring into her. What do you want? Get up off the floor. She's desperate. She has, it says, tried everything. Many doctors, loads of different failed treatments, all of her wealth spent on trying to control this bleeding. Unwell, unclean, unwanted. How likely are you to try every other possible option before you turn to God? There's a phrase in here that's shocking to see really. It's in verse 33. Trembling with fear, she told him the truth. Trembling with fear. Daughter, your faith has healed you. Go in peace and be freed from your suffering, Jesus responds. When was the last time that you trembled with fear? What were you facing? Did you meet with mercy or judgment? Who approaches you with fear and trembling? What can you do to bless that person? You may not feel that you have Christ's miraculous power, but you can show the same mercy and love. And she's on her way, put right, fixed. And then he's at Jairus's house, with everyone weeping and wailing and grieving over the child who's died, weeping at her and laughing at Jesus when he says she's not dead, but sleeping. And the house is cleared of the faithless, a bit like the money changes in the temple being driven out by Jesus. And he goes into the child, takes her hand, Talitha Coom, and up she gets. And they are overcome with amazement. How, I wonder, did the ones who were told to leave feel when she got up? Has your lack of faith ever led to you missing out on an answered prayer? Was there a way back for them? Might Christ still be waiting for you to reach out a hand or to trust him in a prayer? I chose to stick with Jesus back then. I still would. I still do. I want to know him, to know his power to save and to be there when he saves others. And more than anything, I want to be part of a crowd trying to do likewise. Are you ready to meet him yet?
Let us pray. No matter where we are, where we are going, or what we are doing, we know that we find our help in you, our Lord. You are the creator and sustainer of all that has been made and will be made. And yet, the immensity of creation does not distract you from caring personally for every person in it. We know that is true of your care for us too. You do not daydream or become weary in that care. We thank you that you not only watch over us with diligence, but that you will guide us so that we will not fall, so that we won't even stumble. Whether we are awake or asleep, you are there, sheltering and protecting us from all that would hurt us. We know that you watch over all our living. You have in the past, and we know you are now. And we trust that your promise holds for the future and for all eternity. And we praise you and we thank you for that. In Jesus' name. Amen. So now may the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son and the Holy Spirit, be amongst you and remain with you always. Amen. <laughs>